Hello and welcome to the Happy Me Project podcast, the space where self-development doesn't have to be fancy and we take the bullshit out of positive mindset. My name is Holly Matthews and I'm a former TV actress, I'm a speaker, self-development coach, mom of two girls and founder of the Happy Me Project online courses and in-person workshops. Just like you, I'm a human who's had shit go down in my life and stuff that I've had to work through. Most notably, the death of my husband Ross to brain cancer in 2017. In this podcast, I will share my experiences and my learnings in a vulnerable and honest way so you can see that even when life gets tough, that you can learn to be happy more than you're not. If you enjoy today's show, please make sure that you come and hang out with me on social media too. I'm on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, and YouTube, where there are reams and reams of past videos that you can gorge on. And make sure to share this episode with those that you think really need it. Hello everybody, it is Holly here and today on the show we are discussing why it is important to say no, to say hell no, to say a hard no to certain things in our lives and why we don't always do it. So saying no tends to be one of the things that comes up for so many of my clients that work with one-on-one that they find it difficult to say no and it's generally because you know what, you guys listening to this and people who tend to be my clients or in my online community, you're decent people, right? You're nice people and you want to be there to support other people, to help other people. And what can sometimes happen when you have that natural helper nature, that empathetic personality, when you have that, you keep giving and you keep giving because you're probably quite a strong person. You want to help other people. You keep giving, you keep giving, you keep giving. But eventually you give so much of yourself, so much of your time, so much of your energy to other people that you start to burn out. And we don't say no really underneath it all because we don't want to be rejected. (laughs) That's the truth, right? We don't want to be rejected. We don't want to disappoint people. We have this fear of disappointing other people in some way and being rejected, being pushed out of the group, being, you know, left behind in some way. I'm not saying this is a conscious thought as you do things, but certainly I would say not wanting to disappoint people is uh, is a conscious thought and that we want to show up for other people. We have a disease to please. I'm sure that many of you who are listening would consider yourselves people pleasers, that you always do things for other people. But over time, when we continue to do things for other people, we just squash down a little bit of ourself and we suddenly look back and we realise that we've been doing things for other people all the time and that we've lost a bit of ourselves. And when I've asked people in the past, and myself of course, what um, what the reason is, why they don't say no, why can't you say no? Often it's this all or nothing type of thinking. So it's this feeling that if you don't do that thing, the worst thing is going to happen, like the worst, most catastrophic thing is going to happen. So you, I don't know, you don't 
um, accept overtime at work. You you just you say no to your boss. You say no. You've, you're busy. You you can't do it, and you say no, and you will imagine immediately. On the moment that the no leaves your lips, you're going to be sacked from your job. And then in turn, you are going to not be able to pay your bills. You're going to lose your house and you're going to end up lying on a street corner homeless. I mean, that's the extreme, isn't it? I mean, that's where our brain can take us at times. But it could be less than that. It could just be that you think if I don't go out on that night out, then my friends are going to fall out with me and they're probably going to talk about me behind my back. If I don't do that errand for somebody, if I don't help that person out in some way, then they're going to hate me or they're going to be so disappointed or they won't be able to cope. And we almost try to micromanage other people and how they behave by just doing it all for them. It's a a control thing as well. So as always, saying no and the ability to say no is something that is going to take practice. And I will say to clients of mine all the time, you have to flex your no muscle. You have to practice it is something that needs worked on. So we need to start small sometimes to be able to get to those big no's. You need to just say no to something that you just previously would have said yes to. Perhaps it's when you, although we are in lockdown as I currently record this, but let's say it's when you go to the hairdressers and they offer you a drink, right? They offer offer you a drink and maybe you just say no. And not for any reason, really, unless you really want a drink, in which case say yes. But um, unless just to practice the no, because for some people, even the ability to say no there where they don't really want a drink, they would feel awkward about it. This might be you. You might feel awkward and you might feel uncomfortable and just say yes for the sake of saying yes. Just try saying no. Feel how it feels when you say no. When somebody asks you to do some extra work, just say no. Nine times out of 10, when we say no, do you know what happens? Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. People go, all right, no worries. Like that's what happens more than not. Every now and then you'll get an awkward one, right? And you'll have to say no to something that somebody really expects you to do or somebody has has seen you do many times before. So it's new to them that you're saying no. And that's where we have to create new boundaries and we have to be very clear about where we are at currently in our lives. What I don't want you to do is when you say no, to then reel off a gazillion lists of reasons why you are now saying, like a justification for why you are saying no. No is a full sentence. It has a full stop at the end if you want it to. Of course, sometimes you're going to want to give an explanation, but I don't want you to then apologise for yourself. What I also don't want you to do is to say, I'll think about it. Oh, I see this happen, right? I've been there. I've been there. I'll think about it. I'll have a think about it. I'll just have a think about it. Do you know what that does? It prolongs the fact that you're going to say no anyway. And during that prolonged time, you just feel majorly awkward and uncomfortable and you stew on it and you make yourself anxious and all of those horrible things because you didn't just say no and rip the bandage off and just get it out there and just say no. So make your no's simple. Make it a really simple statement. No, I can't do that. No, I can't do overtime. No, I can't help you out today, I'm afraid. And it's still fine to be polite. You don't have to be rude. You don't have to be abrupt. It's just a no, I'm sorry, I can't do that. I'm busy. 
I've got too much going on right now to be able to do that. No, I'm not going to be able to make that dinner date today. No, I'm not going to be able to do that Zoom call. No. And you don't have to explain yourself. Obviously, sometimes there's going to be a reason why you might want to do that, but there just doesn't have to be a list of excuses your no is valid enough. And remember that saying no now is better than saying yes and then feeling really resentful about the fact that you said yes. Because then what we do is we show up with this awful passive aggressive anger or we say yes to something when actually we're too busy and then we squeeze it in in which case the work that we do or how we show up to that occasion is pretty substandard it's just not good enough and it's because we're trying to do everything and please everyone at all times so remind yourself when you feel that need that desire to say yes when actually internally you know it's a no you know inside it's a no remember what that will feel like remember how resentful it will you will feel how you know how bad you will feel that you might not show up in the way that person's going to need you to anyway if you say yes when really it's a no and once you've made a decision that this is a no once you've got clear on what your boundaries are And you really need to do that. We need to look at what it is that's important to us, what are our priorities, what's important to us in this moment, what we have going on. You know, all of this juggling act, we're constantly trying to juggle everything in our lives as people. We we live in a very busy, hectic, noisy world and there is always something else to do. So we have to prioritise. When you've done that, when you've got clear on what's really important to you in this moment, then you have to establish boundaries around this stuff. And when somebody steps over a boundary, which they may not be aware is there, then you have to take action. No, that can't happen right now. I am busy. I, whatever the reason is, if there is a reason or just no, I don't feel like doing that very much right now. Thank you very much. But we have to establish these boundaries. I think it's really important to vocalize these boundaries to people around you so that they know, so that they didn't accidentally step on a landmine of a boundary and then you go off on one because you feel hard done by you have to be clear with people on this is what I accept, this is what I expect, this is not acceptable. And when they do step over those, once it's been clearly established, then you can then act accordingly. And no blurry boundaries, okay? Now, I was thinking about my any areas of my life where I've had blurry boundaries, and I definitely have and still do, and I have to check myself all of the time. But one of the areas where I've never been, I don't know why I stuck so rigidly to this, but where I've never strayed on a boundary is in parenting when it comes to my children sleeping in my bed. So this was something that my husband, when my husband was alive, we established really early on. The kids don't sleep in our bed. That's our space. It's our room. That's our area. It's not for the kids to sleep in there because we also appreciated that we wanted to have our children self-soothe, that we wanted them to learn to go to sleep without us always being there. Now that doesn't mean that I don't cuddle my children, stroke their hair, put them to bed, cuddle them till they go to sleep in their own beds. But it does mean they don't sleep in my bed, ever. And that included when my husband died, I still didn't do that. I still didn't, even in those early grieving stage, I didn't have them with me. And believe me, it would have been nice to sometimes to have a cuddle in bed and and I would have, you know, it would have been easier to do that. But I also appreciated that the bigger picture for me was that long-term, that 
there might be somebody else in my bed at some point and that wouldn't be very good for the kids what suddenly they're getting kicked out of my bed to be replaced I mean that's how it would feel I also appreciated that I didn't want them to not be able to go asleep on their own without me being there that was also another important thing to me so I stuck to that rule that boundary really rigidly and even now the kids will sometimes come in my room they've had a nightmare they'll have a cuddle and I will take them back to their room and I haven't strayed on that because I know as soon as that blurry line as soon as the boundary gets blurry and they get to have that one night sleep in my bed then they know that mum's boundary is you know you could push it down you could if you keep pushing you'll eventually get through and uh, as adults we're just the same right we have the same thing going on sometimes we just we say no to something and then we let people just ask a few more times and then we say yes because we feel guilty, we don't want to disappoint, we don't want to be rejected, all of those things. But internally, it doesn't feel right. So I'm going to give you an activity to do now for this week ahead. I'm going to get, ask you to get a piece of paper, draw a line down the middle. One side of the piece of paper is going to say, hard no. And the other side of the piece of paper is going to say, hell yeah, right? Or you can put your own very polite and lovely titles to them. But on one side, it's going to be things I'm going to say no to this week, things I'm going to say yes to this week on the other side. And I want you to think about and, and be and tune into yourself, right? And ask yourself, what have I, where have I been letting people step over boundaries? Where have I been saying yes to other people, but no to myself? And where am I not feeling quite right? And what do I need to do? to feel better about that. So on the hell no side, so I've done this myself this week and I wrote down some of my own hell no's. During this time of lockdown and pandemic, I've really tried to show up as much as possible online to really support people. I know that I have skills of resilience and bounce back and tips and tricks and tools that I can give people. And because of that, I'm a natural helper, right? I'm the person that wants to do that. I want to give people those stuff. But what can very easily happen in my world because people have so much access to me online is that I just keep answering people's questions and become like people's mums. I'm not your mom, okay? I am not your mom and I will not baby you because that does not help you. So what I've really noticed this week is that too many people have been inboxing me simple questions that can be answered in either one of my courses, on a podcast, on a YouTube channel, on my YouTube channel, in my Facebook group where I show up weekdays live every single day. They can have those questions answered in a more public forum rather than trying to have time with me. And if they want one-on-one time with me, they can book in for one-on-one coaching with me. And so This week, I will be saying hell no to answering individual questions in my inbox. It ain't gonna happen. I can't do it. I'm one person. And so I will be saying hell yes to creating new stuff. Because guess what? When I'm saying a hard no to answering a million questions in my inbox, I'm also saying a yes to having time to create, to having time to show up in other ways, to record, to... Um, to write stuff, to spend time with my children. I'm saying yes to all of these things. So I want you to create your hard no list and your hell yes list. And I want you to get really clear on this. Tune in with yourself. How are you feeling physically? Often we have physical symptoms of saying yes to too many things and putting ourselves last. So we might have restless sleep because we're anxious, because we've got too much to do, because we took too much on, because we said yes too much. Or we might have 
mouth ulcers. I get mouth ulcers or I get cold sores when I'm overworked and stressed and something has to give. So have a little tune in with yourself. Listen to your gut. Your your gut knows. Don't always be the person that thinks, yeah, but I could just do that one more thing. I could just do the one more thing. If really when you tune in internally, your internal compass, your gut, your intuition is going, stop, just stop. You have to listen to this. Okay, do this this week. Let me know how you get on. If you aren't in my Facebook group, get on in there. Let me know how you get on this week saying no. Start by saying no to the small things so that you can get comfortable with it and be ready to say no. To learn more about the Happy Me Project, my online courses, events, and one-on-one coaching, click the links below and get involved. Make sure to share this podcast follow, subscribe, and tell me all of your learnings. I will catch you on the next episode. Stay safe. Peace.